This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I 270 and MD 85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1 800 Gambler. Miss Grace Jones. Okay. Heard you missed us. Well, we're back. What's up, everybody? It is Courtney and Amy. It's, I'm going to let you finish. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the end of the decade show. We have some things to talk about. We're coming to <sighs> you again decade. in partnership with Listening Party Presents and Canal Street Radio. How many years are in a decade? Uh, <laughs> 500. Ask Charles Barkley, who couldn't figure that out on no, TNT. You the other night. No, they were like, we want to talk about that. He was like, so is it 10 or 20? And they were like, a decade, Charles. And he was like, but are we talking about the ones? Or they were like, Charles, there ten years. In a you know, decade. not for nothing. I love Charles Barkley, so he. I'm just going to uh, attribute that to being hit in the head a few times. But anyway, all right. Before we listen, digress. guys, remember the. Yes, he is from Alabama. <laughs> yes, yeah, so remember. Thank you, Anne. Remember, kids. <laughs> uh, before we go all the way down the road, remember on uh, follow Canal Street Radio and Listening Party Presents on Please. IG. Follow us on IG at I'm gonna let you finish in Y. Also. Click and follow us and subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Invite us over. Give us a Metro card. Leave we'll a show rating, you how to do it. Comment, Rate it. Say something it nice. If you love us, and I know you will, share it with your friends. In the words of Mariah Carey, I give my all to have just one more night with you. Is one that what she night. said? Yeah. Oh. Good for her. Bless her heart. Bless what did you. you think she was saying? I have no idea. I just know the all I want for Christmas, and I still love the fact that she still keeps her face. She is like, do does she have that that facial shrinking thing like they did with the Irishman? Let me just because <laughs> I'm telling you, bless her heart. Mimi has not aged. Let me just tell you something. Mariah is perfection. I live for the fact that she has turned into. Christmas. She is Christmas. She is Christmas. She literally is Christmas. You want to hear a really funny quick story about Mariah? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A gazillion years ago, I got hired to do a bio for like the second or third Mariah record. And of course, I couldn't talk to her because she's Mariah. Mm -hmm. And they said, we want to a friend of ours who worked at Columbia hired me and said, we want to make it edgy. Make it edgy. <laughs> And I said, the well. The second, third album, Mariah, where she was in denim cutoff shirt. Right, exactly. The white t-shirt. I said, well, 
Um, I mean, not that it's particularly edgy, but I could talk about the fact that she's black. <laughs> and I was told, well... You're unhired. No, I was told, well, that's an apocryphal story. We're not oh, sure. I'm sorry, wait. Yeah, yeah. And I said, she's apocryphally black? <laughs> what? What no, does that see, mean? That was the thing. I worked at Columbia. I, I interned... Uh, around music box right and i started to i was working there around daydream and trust me when she turned black Mara well no date she well it was a thing because if you notice in the video and she directed the video tommy did not want any shots of her it was a big fight because back then this wasn't there wasn't a lot of the rap singer right. collaboration right. like that not in pop this is kind of like the beginning of that yeah he he didn't. He was not down for allegedly. You know what for I love? For shots of them together. Go back and look at their video. No. There is no shot of them together. You know what I love, by the way, and why I love you and why I love the mm -hmm. show. We're doing a decade wrap up, and mm -hmm. we're now in the nineties. Right. We're <laughs> So we're gonna, ladies Charles and gentlemen, we're shout gonna, out to Charles Barkley. What's we're, the second? Nineteen ninety-four. We're gonna wrap. Boy, that Bill Clinton. I okay. can't believe he got impeached. Oh my God! For a blowjob and a oh lie. Oh my First God! First of all, and here we go. All Thank right. you very much. So, should we talk about the impeachment? Just get it over and done with. Um. Okay. Just get it over and done with. So Trump all got impeached. It's over and done with. But he will not be thrown out of office. But he here, will not. But here is an interesting thing. It's on his permanent record. Though. And here's an interesting thing that people keep overlooking. Once you've been impeached, yes, no president has ever been thrown out of office in the Senate because you need 67 votes. It's just never happened. Right. But I don't know if a lot of people realize that once you've been impeached, you can't be pardoned on those charges. No, you cannot, which is why he desperately needs to stay in office. But the, the important thing... And I think thing, that the setup is, and people yeah. are trying to figure out what's going on with the Democrats. I'm like, I think they're setting up for when he is out of office to be able to say, yeah, everybody's going to be like, oh, it's a waste of time. And, and I'm, you know, love it or hate it, whatever side you're on, I think that it's a sad situation for the it's sad that we're here it's very it's, sad it's, just sad it's that we're very here. sad it's what's really sad about it and then i am old enough to sort of remember the nixon stuff definitely we're both old enough to remember bill clinton right the really sad thing about this is that the entire concept of decency has gone flying out the window and everybody seems okay with that and, and then they're all trying to okay. replicate the thing you i know mean what for I mean? someone to sit there and literally compare trump's plight to jesus christ give me a fucking even is. the evangelicals like uh, you may have taken well, a step too far the, in this one. What's the big Christianity site and paper that said that it's he not should be? Empty, but it's it's. It what's does, the one that doesn't matter? Is Jerry Falwell founded it? How no, no, it no, matter? not Jerry Falwell. Uh, Billy Graham founded it, and his son. Oh, and his son. His son My is already. Father. His son has already disowned it. Yeah, but who cares? Yeah. Who cares if a son did? My father voted for him in 2016, and then your father died. Has he seen all of this shit that he did? I don't know. Oh yeah, Christianity today. Today, I just, I just, which. Um, Trump, by the way, referred to as E.T. because he can't even remember the name of the thing. No, it is really sad. The <laughs> whole thing is just e. he did e evangelical today. He thought it was even. Oh no, God. it is really super sad. And and mean and on a bigger holistic sense, I mean, we've always been divided. We've always had our issues, but that people are literally willing to sell out the country for a tax cut, for the right to own a gun, for a you know. To Here's the thing: no one's feed. taking your guns. I need every. I would like to take This is the gun. one thing I want to say about this and with the Republicans and they screaming, they're coming to take your guns. 
Do you want to know why they're so fearful and they keep saying that? Because they've actually are the ones who take things away from people. They went in, remember Obama did all those things to try to protect gay and trans people, and they rolled those back when Trump got in there. They took those rights. I just thought women, of something. Women, they scream about the Constitution. Roe versus Wade happened. Well, of course. And they've spent every year sorry, trying to take it away. Are you accusing the GOP of being hypocrites? I'm, Courtney, I'm just, I just thought I know. of something we I, have to bring up. And it hold just, on, let me just yeah. finish this point. Oh, my God. <laughs> let me finish this point. Right. I need to finish it. Okay, sorry. I think it's very important that people really look at this from a really realistic point of view. It's like, stop screaming somebody. No one is ever going to take your guns. But the people who keep screaming that need to stop being the ones who actually keep really taking shit. Now they're trying to enact all of this stuff with food stamps. And they're like, well, look at the unemployment rate. Yes, so many people have jobs and can't even pay their bills. Like, you're going after the most vulnerable but people the in this people country. People have said the cruelty yeah. is not the exception with him. Right. The cruelty is, is the, the norm. Point. He is a cruel person. Yeah. I mean, he enjoys unpicking. What I wanted to say, and I know mm -hmm. we usually end with what stupid shit Megan McCain said. Ooh, should we just start with it? Oh, <laughs> because. Because I know you guys want to hear the music this, stuff, and we're coming to it, no, but this we'll, is we'll genius. No, we'll do one minute yeah. on this. <laughs> this, everyone's in a while, you ask yourself, where were you when you found out that Prince died? Right. Where were you when JFK was shot? Right. Where were you doing the moon landing? Where were you when Meghan McCain on national live television had her fucking white entitled head handed to her and was told and said, and I quote, fine, I won't talk for the rest of the show. And then without skipping a beat, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that if you're going to behave like this. It was beautiful. It was, and the fact that you just heard the whole Gasps. audience go, <gasps> it was like literally a collective. No. And the rest of the panel is sitting there just like, Jesus Christ, what's about to happen? But when you knew it was bad, when the first thing out of her mouth was, girl. Because yeah, here's the no, thing when a black woman good. screams girl at you. And she's talking to her girlfriend, and you're like, girl, let me tell you. Nothing good. But when she's like, girl. Nothing good is going to come baby, after that. Baby, whatever's coming after it is not right. What Whoopi did was the verbal equivalent of taking her hoop earrings out. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. You know what else it was? It was almost like you could hear the claps in households across America. Oh, no. No, no, no. America Because everything cheered. you read, everybody was like, well, it was bound to happen, and yeah. it finally did, no. and Whoopi did what we all have wanted no. to do. And I'm like, not no one person was like, fan. poor Meg. Right, because she's a little controversial yeah, with people, too, but, but I, I rock with on, Whoopi. Yeah. When she, the only thing that saved that show, the only reason that Megan started talking again is Robert De Niro was out there, and who's going <laughs> to shut up when Robert... But Well, he mentioned something about her, her father. father. Who's dead. Did you know that John McCain's dead? I don't know. Let me check the View website. Do you know that he was a, 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 a hero in the Vietnam War and he was dead? <laughs> I didn't right. know that. I didn't know he was dead. I had to Google it. <laughs> A.K.A. Megan would... Megan and if her I could have yeah. a drinking game at 11 o'clock in the morning, I don't drink, but I would be willing to start a drinking and game. And she knows it because I believe she said last week at one point, I know you guys get tired of me talking about my father, but... <laughs> but, and on that note, but anyway, so we had to start because, yeah. bless her heart, Megan McCain, she is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> she is the gift <laughs> that keeps on giving. When you make Abby Huntsman look smart, you know there's problems. I, okay, <laughs> wait a minute. So now we're there. <laughs> So they're talking to Robert De Niro. Ugh. They're talking about Trump. Oh, my God. They're talking about this. They segue, and Abby goes to ask a question. She's like, 
you've made some funny move. Meet the parents, and even he was just like, <laughs> "Whoopi she's looked a Mormon." At her, was like, "She's a Mormon." That's you your seg. She's to- <laughs> a Mormon. Do you really think John Hudson, when they came back from whatever they do in Mormon Except churches, was playing? She is taxi also. Driver? She is also the son, the daughter of a diplomat. They're no, having John Hudson. They're having a a political conversation, and it was such a horrible segue. And then to be like, "Meet the parents." No, they were talking about his films. But the point is, no. But at that point, they were really they were oh, still right, having right, right. a political thing. She. She just didn't segue right into it because it just seemed like they went from night to day. No evening. <laughs> I'm going to forgive her. I'm going to say that she's suffering from postpartum 10 months after she had the baby. But anyway. <laughs> the shade of these people. Uh, the anyway, Courtney. Yes, ma'am. I've heard a rumor. Yes. I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor. Okay. I heard a rumor that people actually want to hear about us talk about the music. They love when we talk about the music. Because, you know, music brings the people, makes the people. What's the Madonna line? Music makes the people come together. They do. Yeah. Music makes the bourgeoisie and the rebel. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, I don't know, but I danced to it. Yes. I popped to it. We don't care. Still, if it comes on now, one arm goes in the air, and I'm full on music makes the people. Except when I went to see Madame X, I didn't get music out the people. I got... I'm like, oh, you're singing ballads. Yeah, she's a photo singer now. It's like, okay. So anyway, let's. It's the end of the um, decade. It's Mm -hmm. an end of a decade, which I didn't even know, like Charles Barkley, up until like a week ago. (laughs) The only reason I used to know it was the end of the year because back when I was freelancing a lot, I Mm -hmm. this was the and this is pre-computers and stuff. Well, Mm -hmm. pre. It's the end of the year. You have to gather all your receipts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right to start getting ready for all the shit. And now I don't have to do that anymore because a I'm not making any money and b <laughs> who cares right um so it's the end of a decade so it's time for the most all music people we have to do our top 10 list right why is it 10 first off why is it always top 10 um because it's an easy number we have yeah. 10 hands 10 fingers yeah maybe, maybe that's it maybe that's it all right so what were you listening to the i mean we were listening to a lot of stuff i gotta say i gotta oh, tell look, you all those showing us yeah, things outside oh, what do you got what is that? i don't know but oh. stop paying attention to them i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> he's wearing a jets hat yeah, he's probably well, long suffering you know, <laughs> i mean i have to say for me most of the music that i really listened to the good stuff came in in the fourth quarter it was like the end right. of the it was like all of a sudden the end of the year quarter the end of the year quarterback came in and was like i'm gonna toss you to football but isn't that always the way that the stuff isn't it i mean usually back in the all right back fourth when quarter, there was a functioning record in fourth quarter releases fourth quarter releases was yeah, like yeah, yeah. i mean we're gonna talk about this in a little well actually what the fourth quarter releases used to be all, like your heavy hitters like if you look back right. uh, at a lot of rihanna's albums a lot of rihanna's albums used to come out november or december Wait, oh kids Jay, rihanna rihanna's Jay, a woman who Jay's albums makes would come albums. Out. Jay's <laughs> albums would come out Always. in like uh, November, December. Right, for Christmas. Because for like, Christmas shopping. You know, and then there was one album that I worked on in particular. You know, the whole idea of fourth quarter for those people who are not like me, you know, fourth quarter basically means the time right before the end of the year. So right. traditionally, back when Courtney and I both were involved with the music industry in a, it, more, um, you saved your big, you know, you saved the stuff from people who are going to go out shopping. You want, you and you it. want those numbers. You so want it's the like last end, yeah. end of the year yeah. numbers. Well, now there are no more setups for records. It's it weird. just, it just, so you literally can have a record 
a la the Beyonce record, a la basically every record now that just right. comes out when it feels like coming out. So right. it almost doesn't matter because people don't buy records. They're streaming things. Right. So you don't need a release date for a stream. It's yeah. like Netflix. Does it really matter when Irishman came out? It's going to be there forever. Right. You don't need to see it. Like right. someone actually said to me, "Oh, do you think it's going to be? Uh, you think it's going to be in the theaters for a while?" It's like, who cares? <laughs> it's on Netflix until you die. Right. Very, very true. So it's a whole different. There's a different kind of ownership with music now. Yes. Like you can own it in a different way. Absolutely. But it's almost like. Are you owning it or are you renting you it? You are renting it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I like to still own my shit. I really do. I, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I love streaming. I'm not averse yeah. to the whole new technology of being like, oh, let me see if it's on Spotify. Let me see if it's on Apple right. and finding the music there. But I also like just, I don't know, I, I like not being part of an analytic. I like yeah. saying, I don't let like me go put my record on. Because it, it, it really is making you, what you listen to, all of a sudden all, you start getting all these other things popped up because you're part of an analytic. And now our, our whole world is analytics. Yeah. Well, the thing that's really frightening, I mean, I always listen to you know CDs and I would listen to them on my computer with really good speakers. So, of course, if, you're, if your computer breaks then you don't have a CD player anymore, you know, in your computer, then it becomes more and more impossible to play the music. And I never used to partake in like Napster or Spotify because mm -hmm. I was getting everything, quite honestly, for free. They right. would mail it to me. Right. Well, guess what? Now I don't. And now I've had to become a streaming person. Right. And I got to say, Spotify, I do it with the ads because yeah. whatever. Right. But it's introduced me to a lot of stuff. There is something to be said Absolutely. for like punching it in, seeing as how I'm not writing all the time. Right. You've turned me on to a lot of stuff. Right. Bill Coleman yeah, has yeah. turned Shout me out on to, to Bill and Peace Biscuit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, has turned me on. But, you know, it's not the same. It's really funny. I thought about this the other day. It was the 40th anniversary of London Calling. Okay. The Clash is yeah, London yeah, yeah. Calling. And I remember very specifically when that album came out right. because I was young and it was a big deal. And I remember a bunch of us got together to listen to it. Right. One person had it, right, on album. And we went over to somebody's house. And it was an experience. It was, we were sharing yeah. the record together. And that's the thing that I think is lost in streaming. Totally. Because it's isolated. Like, you know, I think it's great that everything is there. But now, how do you really discover something? Because now it's everything right. and you get these playlists and it's full of everything right as opposed to how i was discovering music and then working in record stores when i was young and right. going through the bins and just, just picking up the albums and, and seeing everything and hearing the records and going to the listening station and playing the records and i mean there is still some of that because we don't want to yeah mean, but it seems but now it's become this niche cool it's thing. It's very neat. Now it's like everybody's on streaming, right? So you could be listening to this, but I can be listening to this, and I, you can be listening to that. And Well, but know. listen to the way we listen to music now. Right. People listen to me. Everything we do is isolated, right? right? We talk isolated. We So there's not, I mean, you know, I work with, like I've said, I've worked with high school kids, and their, their means of getting music is very very different yeah, you know yeah and that's a whole nother discussion but they're still interested in music absolutely they're just not music interested will never go away no they're just not interested if it's on the charts they're finding it in their own youtube weird is huge way. youtube yeah, soundcloud and tiktok well tiktok tiktok listen the number the number look one, at us using terms like the we know number what they are. one song 
in the UK. You know, they uh, always, you know, the big deal is always yeah. who's going to have the Christmas number one. Right, right. It is a YouTuber and his family called Lad Baby with a song called I Love Sausage Rolls. Okay. And the money goes to charity. And oh, it's, okay, it's, a money it's a parody of I Love Rock and Roll. But here's the thing that's crazy. This is their second consecutive Christmas number one in the UK because last year the YouTuber and his family did a cover of We Built This City, and that was for charity. So The you British can see, are under a lot of stress but right you, now. But you see where yeah. the influence of how young people are getting their music and what they like is coming from. It's not coming from a traditional promotion machine no. that we were used to seeing in a full marketing program. From a YouTube guy to... Little Nas X was making videos on TikTok. Buying a beat for $30. You know what I'm saying? It's like, really, I love that the, deliver, the, the delivery system is different. But I also see how some artists are now, uh, some of the artists who've been around for a longer time, who are not even that old, like, say, some of those artists that came around in the early 2000s who are now closer to 40. Look at Alicia Keys. You look at her. Alicia... <laughs> I don't want to look at her until she puts some fucking what? makeup on. Oh, my God. Here we go again. Um, she, you know, she's got two or three songs out right now, right? But she does? No, yes, yeah, she does. But, like, no one seems to give a shit. It's like those kind of artists right. are getting a little bit lost in not having that traditional structure of people who are normally radio artists. Right. Think about Mariah's last record. Mariah's last album, Caution, was one of her best records in years. Right. But Mariah has always been a radio artist. Right. So the streaming numbers didn't match up right. and then christmas comes and she's back to being the christmas queen look at madonna and madame x but i mean she's older but there was no radio for her and then the, her street she's not clearly not even a streaming artist because the streaming numbers were really really poor in that record so there are certain people well, who because are people who buy madonna records or don't stream that's why yeah. the whole Nora Jones thing was such a phenomenon because right. it was people who actually buy physical albums. Right. You know. But let's talk, why don't you tell me talk to me about let's go this year, talk about some stuff that we um the Pet Shop Boys unfortunately have not put out an album yet this they year. They put out a couple of singles. Some singles who we love. But talk to me about what you were digging this year, music wise. Um I I love the K Trinata album. Okay. And that just came out a couple of weeks he's ago. He's a producer? He's a producer out of, from Canada, and he's a young, black, queer artist, and he's amazing. Okay. And he's amazing. I've and, seen the name. And this I'm album, Bubba, sure is, is I Will Send You This Album. Okay. It is amazing. It is beats. It's great. It's lo-fi enough. It's sexy enough. Okay. He's amazing. And you know, I think you and I had the whole moment with Nicole Buss. Yeah. I really enjoyed the, Really enjoyed I that. really enjoyed the Nicole the Nicole Buss moment. Yeah. And I liked the Queen and Slim soundtrack. I do too. I've I, heard I've heard the movie is very confusing, but the soundtrack is great. I really liked there's an artist LP I really liked the L rapper? LP. No, she she's she's a woman. I really like. Okay, you know who I'm talking about, right? <laughs> like LP and right. You know, like it's been weird. I I just I didn't make a a whole list because the weird thing about music this year to me is there have been things that I've enjoyed, but nothing has stuck. Nothing has well, been that thing. Raphael, Raphael was Raphael. great, but there was nothing that I played that I still put on. I go back to some of the older shit that I listen to. Yeah. That's my old favorites because some of this stuff has been great, but it hasn't had that thing that I'm like, wow, I need to listen to this on repeat right. over and over and over again. Well, I'll say um, 
the Raphael Sadiq record, I mean, I really, to me, it's it's a seamless record. Yeah. It made me wish I was still writing about music. Right. I mean, it, it really was. I think it was a Oh, Tove Love, too. I love the Tove Love yeah. album, Sunshine King. Um, it, it, it was... Um, Sort of not that he not that it's a culmination of a career because he's obviously been doing stuff for a while, but it just felt it really had that feeling of like this is the record I have wanted to make, and it was a concept album. Yeah, you it know? was a con, which is unheard of. <laughs> Nick Cave's Ghost Teen. Um, yeah, see, I didn't listen to the album, but I like Nick Cave. Yeah, so. I mean, it's it's not an easy record to listen to. I love Rosalia. I think she's totally changing yeah. the game in terms of what young Latin artists are going to do. I love the Gangstar record, one of the best yet. I think you're a hip hop girl. Well, also just because they, I hear premiere and I walk differently. Right. <laughs> I love the Charlie it, XCX yeah. record. I go I in and out. It was a good year. I, it yeah. was a good year. I really like uh, Muna, who Bill yeah, Coleman Muna's turned me great. on to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the Blood Orange record. I like the Blood Orange record. I as like well. him a lot. Oh, here's someone we both really love, and I can't pronounce his name, and I'm gonna screw it up. Michael Kinawak. Kiwanaka. Yeah. That was a great record. That was a great, was a great record. record. And it's one of those records I'm starting to see on lists. He's one of those guys, like we said, is he doing anything that hasn't been done before? No, but there's something really Listen, just be talented. I always say this. I don't need bells and whistles. Write some good songs no, and be but talented. It's interesting. Yeah. There's something I can't put my finger on what he's, you know, like obviously he's a rock guy. He's kind of so he's got an interesting tone to yes, his voice. Absolutely. And you know I, what it is? And it's, I, they're oh, good songs. They're good songs. And he's a great musician. Yes. And there is something to be said about people who play instruments and write and yes, sing. Yes. No, he, you yeah. get that. He sort of comes off like a less crazy Terrence Trent Darby. And he also comes off as somebody where you can tell it wasn't some producer being like, play no, it like not this, at all. sing it like this. It's like that guy J.S. Andorra. Who's that? Oh, he's interesting. He's like the Kenyan Bob Dylan or the oh, Nigerian. Really? He's interesting. Okay, I'll look Yeah, him he's up. on Blue Note, I think. Okay, or something. I'll he's look an up. interesting yeah, guy. Um, I like the Kalani record a lot. My sister loves her. She's somebody I don't understand why why Halsey and not her. But Halsey is is popular, I think, in name, but I don't think Halsey is still really a big deal. You know what I mean? She gets the placement though, and I still first of all, I know. I st yeah, I we're know. gonna go into this because then she just had this thing because I guess she washed her hair and let her hair be her natural curls, and the people are being like, "You're trying to appropriate culture," and that 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 came to the thing with her being like, "What are you talking about?" Right. And you had brought it to me. You were like, "You know, she's black," and I was like, "No, she's not." <laughs> you were like, "She's black," and I'm like, "That girl? I mean, she's just." Horrible, but, <laughs> but she, and I love the Harry. I like Harry Styles oh, a lot. God. I think Harry Styles. I like Harry Styles got beat in the UK. His album got beat by Rod Stewart. Oh wow! Wow. Rod Stewart. A greatest hits record? Or no. Like a classics record? Rod. I think it's like him singing his classic songs with an, with orchestra, an orchestra. Okay, not for nothing. If I had to get beat. In a in a in a runoff by any artist, I think Harry Styles would be like, I can handle that. Yeah, but it's weird to me. Like, it's he Rod was number one, Stormzy was number two, All right. then Harry. It's 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 a you know because you see the press and things around these One Direction boys, and you think that I always think that I think to me Harry seems bigger in the press than he does actually with the fans. Well, it could be. I mean, I just like I said, I'm a pop girl. I do, and I appreciate the fact that he's trying to make an interesting record. I think it'll be very interesting seeing the new year if Stormzy catches on here. Right. Um, it's a much more Americanized record 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you can kind of, un- I mean, Kano, you know, those guys, are they going to be able to? Well, so like the thing, Stormzy, I believe, is like Skepta a little bit within the U.S. I think the reason why U.S. kids like the two of them is you can, even though it's their roots are in grime, you can understand them. Well, that's You the can thing. understand what they're talking about. You can understand... Even some of the slang they use, you can understand it. It's not really super fast like some of the grime stuff. Well, I can't. Know. But you know? Stormzy has also said that he has slowed it down. I mean, right. you have to. We don't. What it? You know, we are separated by a common language. Right. All right. So let's talk. It was also a great year for singles too. But I'm yeah, not going to yeah, name yeah, yeah. them all. No, but well, let's name some. Ma- like, listen, Mabel, don't call Mabel, me up. Was don't call me great. up. Great. This both Selena Gomez singles. I, I, you, listen, if you had told me in 2019, I'd be like a Disney star, you know? I mean, I didn't hate the one where she was like, love, love, love I didn't like lose you to love I like her. me. I, like I was her. like, why don't you just lose everything? Thank you so much. Um, I do like the Sophie Tucker stuff. They put on some great stuff. And, you know, I got to give it up to my girl, Kay Michelle, Kay Michelle, because Superhood was my. Fucking shit! I can't Super still. Hood. I still can't. Re- Superhood. I'm her, like, come on, K. Michelle. Her and and Idris Elba as a couple. That that kind of you know. That that. Hey, I, on your list, did you see? Did Britney Howard make a bunch of people's lists? Yes, it did make a. And bunch of people. And didn't you not? Right? You didn't all the way love that, did you? I was surprised by that? it. I was. I. It was not the album I thought I was. If she was going to make. Right. Um, I am not going to lie and say that I'm a I The Alabama Shakes are a group that I want to like more than I actually do. Right. I could Because I know I should like them. <laughs> right. It's one of those, you know what? Oh, you know what song was really great? Uh, DJ Spoonie featuring Sugar Babes. Oh, Flowers. I heard that. You sent that to me. That, that was, was really, that really That was a cool. good little ass shake. I like that What did you lot. think of Sir? It was a. Okay. Um, how about the summer? The summer. And summer the, Walker and the Ari. Yep. I. You know. I like. I like Summer Walker and I like Ari Lennox. I like them both. You know yeah. what I mean? They're interesting. Yeah. They're interesting. Listen, I like interesting. Yeah. I like people who are making cool music, but I need them both. You know, to understand a little bit. It's a hard industry, man. It's a really hard. It's not as easy as it looks, and yeah, it is really stressful. Let and me, if you have any anxieties and stuff, this is not. It's not. A kind Look, we have babies who are a fan. We have a really cute oh. baby who wants to be our fan. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, yes, we're dogs and children love us. Um, we're a hit in the all demos. I was say something all really demos. Terrible. I'm like, bitch, don't yeah, get don't, kicked don't, off the don't, air. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> um, what did you think of Old Town Road? Let's talk about it. I mean, it's going to be the story. What did you think of Old Town Road? And what do you really think of Billie Eilish? I like that. I listened yeah. to it again today. I like it a what lot. Did I think? But Old I, Town Road, you know, there's always I, when I first heard it to me, I was like, it's a novelty record. And me too. Novelty records have always the Macarena. His, they've <laughs> always historically come and been huge, gazillion selling tunes. So I will save my opinion for the whole little Nas X thing when I get whatever the next thing is in a full album to see. All right, who are you as an artist? Right. Because you come with a song like that and it's your first one. The reason why that song is so big is, what's the key? Children. If you get kids, and kids, you remember how you saw it? It was all the little kids singing. Kids can listen to something 700 like times yeah. a day for months. 
any parent who has a kid or anybody who has god kids knows because you've probably watched any disney movie a or a times. pixar movie like i've seen some movies like 46 times you know what um i've seen them um i've seen no but i um what was i gonna say about little nas x i also think that the controvert the controversy it, helped it well it couldn't have been I mean, it, was, it wasn't a generator. It wasn't an artificial controversy. But what it did, it shined a light on everything that's going on in this country right now, in a way. It, yeah, it a little set bit. up the dichotomy between rural and city, black and, what does and it mean? white. And what, what does, does it, mean? it mean? If you don't, because country radio is playing this song, but then Billboard comes and says, well, it's not country, and right. you take them off. Right. You don't do that when pop artist songs, when country artist songs cross the pop, even say, well, it's not pop and right. we're going to pull it off. And it really did sort of bring up, well, what do you what are you saying about country? What, well, are what you it was saying? saying basically is like, this is black music. This is white music. Right. And all of a sudden it's like there's not I think the I think the rationale for taking it off the billboard charts was something like, well, there's not enough fiddles. They said it there's not enough, ele- not enough e- elements. elements. You know those words when they start using words like elements. Elements. Right. He's so articulate. Oh, that's though I hate but that. But meanwhile, word. I hate when people say that to me. You speak so well. I'm like, well, I went to school. I know, really. My parents, <laughs> like, my parents spoke to me you know in English I mean? like, every night. Last time I checked, I went to school, and you know what? I can also write in cursive. No. Go to town. Go to, Go town. to motherfucking Miss Town. I know. No, but also the thing with the little Nas X mm-hmm. thing too was very savvy of Billy Ray Cyrus, who's basically who cares about him to to hitch his w- horse to this wagon or whatever the and I dying to know how much they paid for that Trent Reznor sample and how much Trent Reznor is getting. Well, it all depends. Well, let's see. If that's he, your, if that's he bought, your assignment for yeah, the next. I mean, it is interesting, right? Because if he bought the beat from a site. He bought this two beats. So he bought the $30 beat. Right. I know this because I taught. I was about to say, I why t- do you know? I know this because, Courtney, that's what I do when I say I can't meet you. I, I'm right. researching. <laughs> no, I taught this to my class. Mm-hmm. We, we watched interviews with Little Nas mm-hmm. X. And I will say something that I think is I'm really glad about this generation. I do like him. His gay, they were like, whatever, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Um, I so they talked about that they initially bought a beat for thirty bucks, and then I think in the remix, I think one of the nine million remixes right. is where the um, the. Can I'm we, just curious. Can how we much talk about that got. for a minute? Yes, please. When everybody talks about, I'm really happy that he broke the record of having the longest number one, but it's a little bit of a cheat in my book because when you start with one song and switch to another. Because <laughs> I, you know, I'm on I'm still on all these promo lists. And there was a time every other week I was getting a different version of that, which would help it stay there. And One Sweet Day, which was Mariah's song, there was one version. There wasn't even there wasn't even a remix to that song. Not at all. One version. That one version stayed number one, and that was it. Yeah. You know, Macarena too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's 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 a great thing how the record worked for him. But it was also 46 versions no, of there it. Were and I feel like versions. there's like four or five videos for the damn song. No, there are. There are four or five videos. Well, each video is exponentially more pricey right. as Columbia <laughs> went, oh, shit, you just sold another million copies? Right. All right, you can have Chris Rock in this right. video. <laughs> You know, I want to see what he does next. Mm-hmm. I think he's, I think he's an interesting person. Mm-hmm. I, I think I like him more as a concept. That said, the song is fucking catchier me, than the flow. Yeah, I'm going to save my, save my judgment on him. I want a full album. I want to yeah. see now that you 
the the fervor has died down from this. Right. I want to see who you are as an artist and what are you giving me. Right. So let's talk about like the, the decade, decade of work and and what do you have anything that you did this decade? <laughs> That stands out to you. Or you were talking about Amy Winehouse and you said how that was. And even though that was 07, we can still, like, fuck it. We can make our own rules on this show. Yeah, whatever. Well, it's interesting because this decade was sort of the decade where I I was sort of backed myself out and was backed out of writing a lot. I mean, I went back to college and I got my BA and I got my master's. And... I found myself sort of what we were talking about in terms of the music delivery system. I found myself like, all right, you know, the Beyonce record is dropping at midnight. Does that mean I have to stay up and wait for it to drop? And it it became too fast. The pace became too fast. This was the decade of listicles and top 10. And so did you feel like you were affected by all of these places now suddenly wanting people to write for free? Well, yeah, that. I mean, I don't write. I mean, I don't love, you know, writing is difficult for me. It's right. not like something, it comes easy for me. I right. mean, it's uh, it's true. It's, it's not something that comes easy. I mean, I can do it, right. but I struggle with it. So, um, so yeah, writing for free, the, wor- the rates going down, sort of feeling disconnected, the pace of it happening, and just you get tired. You know, you get tired of begging a 25-year-old. You know, when you're pitching something to a black music magazine about Nana Cherry and they say, I don't know who she is. Right. Right. <laughs> Mind you, sitting in front of your computer where you could be Googling her, as you say. Right. So, yeah. So I kind of um, checked out. Not checked out. It's not like I stopped listening to music, but because I wasn't getting music all the time right. in the mail. <laughs> Like showing so up. So you were just like, I'm just going to teach. I'm just saying, well, also, I listen to music, but it just became harder to seek it out. Where am I going to find it? How am right. I going to? It's it's hard. But that said, um, there were a lot of records. Do you want me to talk, you yeah, talk about yeah. the record? I mean, I think that this, I rediscovered Nick Cave this mm-hmm. decade. I'd always been a fan, but he started putting out a body of work post Abattoir Blues that was just. Um, Really haunting. I mean, he changed his whole sound. Um, I know you're a fan of his. I think Tribes, I think Tribes, we got it from there. Thank you for your service. Is a fin- is the fitting end note from one of the best hip hop groups that ever was. I nice. thought that album was great. Uh, Bowie's Black Star, great record. Yeah, great I mean, record. again, touched by the fact that he passed away. Um, this was the decade of Kendrick. This yeah. was Kendrick's decade. He didn't put out a bad record, and it was one record, and they built. It was an interesting thing where you could really see the growth of the artist. Yes. You know, so that it was also the decade of J. Cole in a lot of ways, who's yeah. had a career turn that I didn't think he was going to have. Well, you know, I love Tiana Taylor. I don't know what that's about, but uh, I love her. You, I love her. I you, love her. Listen, There's just something about her. I, I want her to win. Yeah, that's what you I said. I want to win. I don't, you know. I thought that she got a raw deal signing with totally. Kanye, and I think that the way they is did her album. On that? Is she still no, on No, I believe she's recording a new album, and it's not. Deal- so I, it's she might d- still be d- on the on Def Jam, yeah, but proper, not, but not good not music. Well, he's with dealing it. with Jesus right, right now. He doesn't have fucking. Well, he thinks time. he is. Jesus yeah, he's dealing. Right he now. thinks he is Jesus. I loved Florence and the Machine. How big? How blue? How beautiful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was, that was a great album. Nena's Broken Politics. Amazing record. Amazing record. 
Okay, now the artist that we think is possibly the most overrated artist of the last 10 years. Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. But Nostalgia Ultra and half of Channel Orange I will fight for. Nostalgia and then Ultra was great. And then Nova Kane is great. Half of Channel and Orange. And that's the only thing I want to hear. Half of Channel Orange. Mm -hmm. And then from now on, and then the rest of it is like a bunch of critics sat in a room and said, I know. A bunch of white <laughs> critics sat in a room. Mm -hmm. The white critic. I, I have a personal pet peeve. I'm sure you feel this way about mm. mixers, about white people who back in the day were like, which one was in Guy? <laughs> which hope Teddy who? Right. And now all of a sudden you're experts on black music. Don't even get me started on that. Listen to a Mickey Howard record and then come back to me and talk to me about Don't black even, music. It's like, it's like whenever, you know. whenever we talk about, you know, dance music, which is going to segue a little bit into this, my, the one record I'm going to talk about, is I feel like when they talk about DJs and it's always like, oh, this one and David Guetta and these guys. I'm like, but you know David what? David Guetta. We're always going to forget <laughs> about the fact that Frankie Knuckles was the godfather of this shit and he was playing until he got sick and died. And can we talk about... Louis Vega and or all Larry of these guys, Levan. or David Morales and all of the men of color who are out there, and all of those vocalists who they're still chopping up those vocals and creating all of these records. You read but Love they Saves Today, right? Yes. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, every generation has their person that they dig. Yes. But there is just a, and we have talked about this ad nauseum, and this is what every old person talks about. There is just an. I ran into a friend of mine who's a producer, a Latin music producer, I mean like Latin rock, and he talked about these kids today, there's no concept of something that came before. Right. So Rosalia... Oh, they, no, they think they no. discovered everything. So they Rosalia everything. is big now, so mm -hmm. you can count on the next year is going to be a bunch of hot Latin span uh, girls stomping around. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> you know. You yeah, know. exactly. So I think my my decade thing is just let's just get to it. It's going to be the 2013 Beyonce album only because of all the work I did and all of the music that I worked on in this decade. It's the one that people are the most curious about, I find. And it's like and because I don't really talk about her and I still don't really talk about her because she's very private. And she'll I sue you and yeah, kill well, us. not even that. Like <laughs> we have a great relationship. Like she and I are, are very cool, and I like to keep it that way because it's respectful. If she right. was a person that I saw was constantly talking about herself, I would tell you more about it. Right. But she doesn't. So then I don't feel like it's my place to. But this record was special because, you know, they, the the way the process worked with me because I didn't I worked for myself. I didn't work in the office all the time. I would get called up for meetings for, you know, when I needed to hear some stuff. So I'd heard some music and I heard some things. I didn't even know when the record was coming. I got called up that week and Jim is, you know, Jim who used to, to work there was uh, like talking to me about, talking to me about um, music and um, playing me, playing me a couple of things. And then he like slides this piece of paper in front of me. And I'm like, do, 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 okay, right, I'm reading it. It's like, and then it's gonna come. I was like, what? Tomorrow? <laughs> I'm like, tomorrow, tomorrow? <laughs> like, like the I'm hour like, after today, tomorrow? I'm like, oh, okay. So then um, Friday comes and all of the record company people, because they had no idea. Is this the album with Countdown on it? No, that's four. Okay, which, I love that give album. Give me some songs This on has... Pretty Hurts, Haunted, Drunken Love, Blow, I love drunk Partition. And love. Oh, Partition, so, yeah. okay. So 
the album drops at midnight. We're watching it all roll, and that's when I can do. I start my part. So I, you know, I have my list of who I want to work with, and and people always say, well, how did how did you select, and 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 what were you thinking about? Okay, so I got to pick whatever songs I wanted to start with to remix, which made me really happy. I didn't have a set. Okay, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. I'm listening to I listen to the record, and I'm like, well, clearly. I'm starting with Blow. Any song called Blow, talking about blowing and, or, and sex, that's made for the clubs. Because radio and everybody was kind of, they didn't know if they were going to go with Blow. U.S. radio was scared, I guess, to have that kind of a song. You know, it was so dumb. I'm like, I'm sorry. Every other song is talking about sex. But I guess because it was Beyonce, they didn't know. You should have told them it was about Coke. Right. <laughs> they would have been, like, been trap right, music. <laughs> right. So I, you know, I, I decided, okay, so Beyonce's given us these images. And, and I usually, for all of my albums that I work on, in my head I see them like a mini movie, you know, and I and I kind of place that artist as a character. And I usually, because, you know, club music is night music, I usually flip their character and do the try to make the mixes almost be the opposite of what the daytime version of that song is. So for starting with Blow, I knew that I wanted to work with newer remixes, which is something that I did a lot of, a lot of the time. And I call I used to fight a lot. You don't know how many fights I had because you know they, everybody always wants the names. Like the my promotion guy was like, "Why aren't you giving me this person and that person?" And I would always say to him. There's no name bigger than the first name on the record. So if you can't work a Beyonce record because the remixer is not, say, for lack of a better, Calvin Harris, then maybe the wrong person is promoting this album. And, and it would always be like, Rrr. and we would fight and the records would go to number one. So with Blow, I, you know, I, I wanted some European kids and a couple of the remixers were had come out of the UK and like designated designated what the one was 17 and one was 18 and they did this crown and jewels mix of blow that I absolutely love I also really wanted to work with with just queer remixers and women so this album I finally I started to work with Tracy Young and let me just tell you something about Tracy Young and I, I want to say this on the record, and I want everybody to know this because Tracy knows this and I've said it to her. Tracy Young is a stand-up person, and she's a great person. Tracy Young and I did not know each other. And there was a promoter that I used to work with who I did not hire on this record who tried to kill my record. Tried to kill the record. Because Blow Comes, it's starting to chart. And for like five weeks straight, it kept being the greatest gainer. It, mo it was the fastest record I had moving up the chart. And Tracy found out that this person was trying to kill the record. Tracy and Drew G, who is one half of the Dirty Pop du duos. Drew and Brian are Dirty Pop. Okay. And Orlando, who works for Madonna, and does, did what I did for Beyonce for Madonna. And they alerted me. And they fixed it, and because you know those the Billboard dance guys have a secret Billboard page that they're all on, right? And they got up in there like we're not letting this happen. So I want why, why? Because I didn't hire him for this 
project and he had worked a bunch of Beyonce projects and I didn't hire him because of some shit that I just didn't think was right that right. happened. And so he really was trying to kill the record. He was like, don't let it go to number one and was trying to make all these other records jump in ahead of it. Tracy, I will say it again, publicly thank you. Drew, I will say it again, publicly thank you because that was how we started off this record and then we had a string of all of the singles that we worked right. going to number one. And I think my process for this record was, since this is the first time I think Beyonce was really talking in such a sexual way, right. was to try to complement that, because sex, sex, drugs, rock and roll, right? Club music. Right. I wanted it to feel, um, I wanted it to feel really like an authentic version of her. Because right. I don't think people think about her and think, oh, dance music. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. So it was really, it was really good. So we start with Blow. Blow does really well here. Then I find out, oh, it's number one in the UK dance club, and it did really, really well. So then, radio at that point starts to pick up. Drunken Love starts becoming right. the thing Which that they're doing. Great song. So I rush and do a bunch of remixes for Drunken Love. Now I know I'm not going to work them, but I'm going to give them to the clubs because at this point. 2013, 2014 was when you noticed artists was started to give you multiple songs, something that they did not do before. Remember, it was like, here's your single. Right. So I'm, I'm like, we're just going to go for it. Another fight with my promotion guy, because then I stick out drunken love mixes, and he's like, you're going to kill my record. I was like, I'm not going to kill your record, actually. We're going to work this record. These DJs need to have this song. And the Drunken Love mixes start charting on their own, but we're not working those. So they charted all the way up to about 15, I believe. We get blow to number one. Now I'm setting up Partition. Right. And I go to Tom Steffen, who is a great, great DJ and remixer, and he's based out of London. And I wanted to have a big room sound for her. In my head, I saw it as muscly queens <laughs> in the circuit party with right. their shirts off. I wanted them to have a song from her right. where they could throw their arms up in the air and just let it loose. And do their poppers. And he, and do their, honey, and do their poppers and get it popped. Um, and he just came through and really anchored that, that the, the, the partition remixes and that shot to number one. And so I started to learn that it's true. Like, if you just trust your gut in these things and putting these packages together, it's not about the names of the people. It's really about make good music and people will dance. Right. And I'm of well, the. Well, when you're dancing, you don't. It's not like they're announcing, and now here's the blah, blah, blah remake. Right. I mean, the only people who know that shit are the DJs. Right. And the nerds. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, unless you become famous enough. But yeah. Who knows? You know, and you're so, not masters at work. Yeah, so then I started, I wanted to have um, consistency. So I started hiring pretty much the same core people. Like Tracy did a bunch of remixes for this record, concluding with 7-Eleven. So she did 7-Eleven. She did Pretty Hurts. She did Partition, I believe. And then, um, and Jody Harsh. Jody Harsh, shout out to Jody is a huge drag personality based in London based in London. Jody is a DJ and a remixer and Jody just started making music again. Guys go out there or 
Check out Jody's new single Tuesday. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's on your streaming services. Jody makes great club music. And um, I thought it was important. I was like, I need new looks for this. I want, I want people of color to remix Beyonce. I want women to remix Beyonce. I want queer kids to remix Beyonce. And so this album was the one where I really, that became important to me to be inclusive of a lot of people that, that, that I feel like should have a break, you know? Monsieur ID was this kid that I used to listen to his mixes on SoundCloud. And I reached out to him and he thought it was a joke. And I was like, I'm not kidding. You can call me. And, and he just the whole time was like, you're, th this isn't real. And I was like, no, it's real. I really, really like your work. Right. And I want you to, and, and that was important to me. And with, that was the whole process of this record. I felt like this was my inclusion moment for new people. And people helped me. My career, I have a career because someone saw a talent and said, hey, you can do this and put me in a position to do it. Now, right. you have to be able to do the work. Right, of course. But that's how it worked, and that's, and that's how it was with this record. And then, to me, my favorite moment was Bill and I, I was talking to Bill, I said, you know, I feel like Beyonce's the artist that I can do it with. I've always had this dream of making a suite, like the way Donna Summer used to have those suites. It was right, like right. the Try Me, I Know You Can Make It, uh, right, Try right. Me, I Know I Can Make It, the MacArthur's Park suite, which was like long, and the song did different things. So we took Haunted, which was never going to be a single, and May Haunted, the Red Top suite. And Red Top, I love. Red Top has come through for me for a bunch of different artists and really a lot of great Beyonce remixes from Four, I'm actually even before Four, from Sasha Fierce, all the way through this this record, and and, and it was amazing. It took a lot of work. We went through like nine versions of it because I am particular as fuck. I really am. It's like vocals are really important to me. It needed to have a feeling, like. And when we finally got it done and it was right, I just remember I could play. I played it today, just thinking about the songs I want to talk about. And it still just gave me that whole, oh, the moments and the feeling. And I was like, you did it with this one. This was really, really great. And I love the fact that she trusted me with her voice right. to let me do these things and put it out there. And it's my proudest work of the decade. It, it really is. It's my proudest work of the decade. And I, you know, I know that sounds cheesy, blah, blah, blah. But it really, it really, really, it really is. It really, to me, I felt like I was, I was, right where I was supposed to be. The work stands the test of time. People danced all over the world to these songs. And that, that makes me happy, because that's all I ever really wanted. You yeah, know, maybe no, I was an idiot. Like some of my other friends were like, just, you know, listen, they were grinding it out for the money and that's what they do. I always did it for the passion of it. Right. And when you, with an album like this that got so much attention, it was great because then I feel like all of these new remixers and new producers got to put their work out there in the world. And I thought that that was my goal and my, my process for this record. So that's why I'm proudest of this one. We didn't get to Lizzo. Is that something we want to talk about maybe well, next time? No, no, no. Let's listen, see after... See after um, SNL tonight. Well, that and also when they get closer to the Grammy, see what happens. No, let's talk. No, let's talk about Lizzo. Listen, we can this, this show. I know, like uh, our producers, like it's almost done. But like our last show was a little over an hour. We can go right, a little over an hour. We have an we have an unlimited space on we're our. Both, <laughs> we're both 
fans of hers. I, I mean, she is definitely talking about somebody you want to win. Yes. You want her to win. She is winning. Um, the voice is there. The songs are there. Whether or not she wrote them or not, whatever. You know, she definitely uh, borrowed something from Finally. Yeah, but you know, but listen, that's everybody they, yeah, does yeah. it. Everybody. But the thing is, I say influence. Like people have to stop thinking everybody's always stealing. Like you're allowed to be influenced by things and not having to feel guilty. Like, wow, this inspired me. I was influenced. I wrote this thing. Or, you know what I mean? And now everybody's like, you're stealing. It's like. Jesus Christ, can you be influenced? It's like now if you travel, remember people used to travel around the world and artists right. would come back and be like, and inspired by album. Now it's almost like you come back and you're like, you've appropriated someone's culture by having well, a no, satire no, 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 in your music. No, well, I, all right. So the conversation we were having about it, it's an interesting, because we both raised this point. It was several months ago. I mean, Lizzo is huge and she's really big among the whites. The white girls love her. She's and so white, empowering. White gays. The black and gays white love gays. her too. The white they gays play it really in my love her. Pilates class all the time. Um, and Tiana Taylor. But the thing is about Lizzo is I do, I thought this whole thing she did was showing up at the basketball game with her ass hanging out. That would have been inappropriate if you were Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah. That, to it, me, that was just, there's a time. Like, it was a how about if, if you have a club date? That's okay. Fine. You yeah. want to be that girl, especially like the gay club. You can come in and be like, "Yes, turn around and give them them." Yeah, but not I was at like, a basketball you're, you're game. At a, it was a six p.m. basketball game, and then it's like, if you don't like it, kiss my ass. It's like, okay, girl. Here's the thing. I love you. I think you're great. I'm into your whole vibe. What I'm not into is when people try to justify fucking ridiculousness and then kind of throw an empowerment message on top of that. Well, here's the thing, and here's the question. I mean, as we said, Azalea Banks, who is problematic and whatever, um, would Lizzo be as popular, okay? Would Lizzo be <laughs> as popular if she... Would Lizzo be as popular if she looked... didn't look the way she looked? It's part <sighs> of a message that... That people are like, oh my God, for a fat girl, she's so. Why does every woman have? Why is it her job to be the female empowerment? Why can't we don't expect that from other well, female but, singers? But that is how she. That's but that's the message that she put I out there. I understand that. If but you but if you start with that message, you have to understand the message you put out there is the thing people are going to run with. Right, but I'm saying. One of the criticism, and I like her, but one of and the And it's interesting that you said that, because I have another friend who's... It's so interesting you said that, asked me, said, do you think if she wasn't a big girl, do you think it would work? And I was like, I hate that. We don't know. It's like, you could say anything. It was like when Matthew was saying, if Beyonce wasn't light-skinned, this wouldn't work. Like, there's certain things you could say, yeah, there are aspects to that, but I also want to say that when people are supremely talented, you can break through anything. Why, why would we even... I never would have thought Lizzo would have had a bunch of number one records on no, pop. Not at all. Especially what, as a big black girl. No, it's just an interesting you know? conversation. Because it's, yeah. it's been raised as like, why are all these... You wonder sometimes, are all these white girls getting behind her, no pun intended, because she's like, oh my God, she's... You know what I mean? No, like you, I think the songs are good. And I think what it is, is she's saying... To me, she reminds me of the stuff that girls write in a diary. You know uh, what I mean? No, and I wouldn't say that. No, well, I think that's why a lot of girls relate to her. The kind of stuff, talking about boys and the shit, of, uh, talking about loving themselves. But I still think that there is an element where people are sort of like, oh, she's she's so... It's the equivalent of when people say she, someone is so articulate. I think people are still surprised that she's sexy and hot 
because of the way she looks. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you like this. The way she looks could have been the detriment. I'm telling you right now, being black is already hard at pop. That's true. And being a, yeah. a and being a big black girl, yeah, that's not a winning formula for pop. So right. the fact that she's breaking through, I'm honestly going to say it's her talent. Well, I like her a lot. It's I her talent good. and it's her songs, but she does need to be a little bit careful because the thing is that certain times she's made a few little missteps, and I'm like, listen, girl, this is your moment. Have your moment. Don't fall into the trap. Right. Like I hated that Cardi B and Nicki Minaj fell into the trap of a feud that wasn't really a feud, and when all of the fans were a few. Next thing you know, they're fighting at events. And it was like, you know what? Don't fall into the trap. People, women can get along. You can, there's room for more than one well, female rap artist. Well, that's not the women's fault. That's the industry's but, fault. But women fall, it don't fall into the trap. Yeah, but it's really hard not to fall into the trap when you've been raised in a society that is telling you you have no worth mm. and that you're constantly, I mean, to be fair, no one has ever said there can't be a Jay-Z and a Nas, but every woman who comes up, especially a woman of color, is told there can only be one. Well, listen, I'm a I'm you know, a person so of color not, who worked on the white side of the company. Right. I worked I worked in black music for a very little bit. I was in pop. And trust me, getting my voice heard at times, right. pop and gay. Like, I, you know, come on. I'd be at work, and I had this fierce Gautier green sarong. It was so major. I'd wear that shit to work. No, but you know what, what I mean? But, but women, having your voice heard, women, and being black, period, and being women, it's, it's a lot no, of shit that I'm you have saying, to fight you can't, for. We can't. It's a, but we can't blame the women because the no, women were. We can we're a little bit. No, women, you, you don't let anybody pitch you against something. Well, that's don't let anybody pitch you against something. Don't like I don't take this. Women, women are not victims. We're not saying you're a bunch of smart, I'm not smart, smart, smart. I'm. You do not have to fall into the trap. Everybody wanted Mariah and Whitney to hate each other, and they made it like there was a feud. They they were friends. They did not hate each other. They did not. They could have easily, being two of the biggest superstars of the '90s, fallen into that trap and each been like, "Fuck that bitch." But they did not fall for that. You have to be stronger than that, and I understand that. That's the only way to break the break the cycle. You know what I mean? But I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Listen, I do. I do. I feel bad for women. I hated that. I hated to see that because I do think women are smart, and I think women are, are very valuable. And women in music, listen. There's nobody bigger than the women, okay? Dudes can come and do whatever, but when it comes to the artists, it's the girls that everybody really wants well, to see. Well, then, then why didn't, the, you know, I mean, then why were no women nominated this year for the best rap album of the year? And it's, we're still... Well, no, well, we're still in that shit, but look at what was nominated. No, but it's a, it's a, it's a conversation we have, but I'm saying I think women fall into the trap is because that trap has been set for us. Yes, but you just sat here and ran through a whole list of the albums that you liked in the year. You did not name one female rap album. Oh. You didn't. Rhapsody. But you said that now after I just said that. You didn't say on your list. See what I'm saying? That's the thing. You did you didn't say Megan the Stallion. You didn't say Rhapsody. Didn't like you didn't say No Name. You didn't mention any women on your list. So women, y'all yeah. start putting chicks down on your list too. All right. <laughs> and for that, kids, 
No, listen, it's not. I think I, I absolutely understand what you're saying. And it, I guess that would be hard, right? If you've got yeah. people constantly saying. Well, I mean, we're constantly comp- I'm saying that's the thing. I mean, you know, it's it's look, it's an issue. We're never going to. But women are we are constantly being compared against the other one. I mean, you're constantly we can't put uh, we can't put two black women on the magazine. We can only put one. We can't. It's just bullshit. There shouldn't be. Well, a- shit. Why do you think black men, honey, the black man, he, what black man? Get on the cover of the magazines. Well, we you know? shouldn't. We shouldn't have a female rap category. We shouldn't have a female artist. It should be best artist. Hopefully that day comes. You know, it's a long. Wasn't road. the Brits? The Brits? Didn't the Brits try that the for Brits this last award? I yeah. think so. Didn't I they try so. that? Last year? And people were. Some people were outraged. It's like, why are you taking away the categories like that? You're you're, you're doing too much. Well, you know, we'll see. It's yeah. all too much. Anyway. Listen. It's a it's a problem we will not solve. The patriarchy is still in effect. And let's stand with our sisters, brothers. We need to all stand us, with our sisters. All we I all mean, need to just look, stand we together. Need, Fuck, we need man. A, look, we have a common common enemy. It's in the White House right now. We need to fight against that. We need to vote. We need to register everybody we know to vote. Absolutely. And I want to tell you, in your honor. Yes. I voted for Pat Benatar for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Thank you very Even much. Even though I'm not a huge fan, but I want a woman in there. And in your honor, I'm going to have White Castle tonight. Ew, I don't <laughs> eat meat. And that's why I'm having it you in your honor. You just want to slide some meat down your throat. <laughs> Especially on Taco Tuesdays, you get <laughs> two for $4. <laughs> Does that shit still sober you up You're the way they used to do? <laughs> that used to be the Baby, sober. That was the, that was the one. Honey. It'd be like... And you, you know, you always try to order them quietly, like that makes it any difference. Like, no, yes. it's like I'll, I'll have like, a slider. It's like I'll have four sliders. <laughs> and let me all get right. that medium chicken roll. All right, thing. give them a shout out to the people that sponsor us, please. All right, we want to give a special shout out and a special thanks to Listening Party Presents and Canal Street Radio. Please follow them both. They're on IG. Follow them both. They've been amazing. Yes. We want to give us a shout out. Follow us on on Instagram at. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let you finish and why. We're on Twitter at Finishima. Subscribe. You can We're find this show everywhere. And We're on Apple, Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're Google, on Google Play Music. SoundCloud. We're on SoundCloud. Follow us. I will like come us, to your house and comments, sing it to you. You know what I mean? And happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, happy 2000. It's been a rough year. We appreciate this has been. Uh, we did 10 shows, man. Talk man, about a decade. Listen, 10 listen, shows. Talk about it. Amy pushed. I want you to know that. <laughs> that <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I want you to know that Amy pushed me off the ledge. We <laughs> real talk. We how many practice shows did I keep practice, doing? Practice. Okay, and I'd be I like, said, "Fuck yeah, uh, let's do it." I was like, "I just need another practice show." And she was like, "It is time <laughs> to record a fucking real show and That's put it up." Because I've had a, as a mother, <laughs> I've had an actual deadline in my life where I had to push this motherfucker out right. or else. So. I'm bad with deadlines, but I was like, eh, let's just get it done. But so we I are grateful for this. Out. We're grateful for your yeah. support, and yeah, it's been we love, great. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You, know, I, you know, we love the comments. Keep them coming. We love that you want to be a part of the conversation. In 2019, I mean, sorry, 2019. 20, please, let's and, not repeat this and, year again, please. In 2020, you know, we'll, we're, we're going to have more great guests on the show. We're also going to start using the call-in feature because we can have people call in. Woo-hoo! And, and and we're gonna start doing polls on 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 the site and ordering really, pizza and get you, um, oh 
you just had me wanting pizza. Why'd you do that? You Sorry. know I love motherfucking pizza. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you guys have been great through these first first nine episodes. This tenth, yeah. you will have heard by the time you hear me say this. And we're really, really grateful that you like two motherfucking you cranky like ass you New Yorkers. Like, and, like us. and you let us come in to your li- wherever you listen and you laugh and you comment and the feedback has been great we're, we're really looking forward to growing yeah. and so this thank is you. black oprah and white gale yeah, we're out you. we'll see you in 2020 have a safe new year everybody. everybody have a good time and remember Fight the power if you have sex and it's good just you know slip them into my dms thank you very much Ew. <laughs> Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.